Good morning, everyone. We might be aware that, you know, as all things change, this is the last full day of our time together and our retreat together. And uh, what often can naturally happen in that is uh, the mind will start to think about the future. And we can bring these uh, cultivated, developed skills to that as well, just to noticing, uh, thinking of the future. And noticing it, just if there's possibility to notice it with easefulness, calm, non-judgmental, it's natural. It's what happens. And um, oftentimes, if we're not aware of it, we'll, you know, you'll you'll be in, you'll find yourself in kind of a thought storm. Sometimes it can be surprising, like, wow, that that went on for quite a while, and. Uh, I had a teacher once say, um, whenever we think about the future, anxiety arises, or fear arises. I guess guess he used the word fear. And I had to check that out for myself. I couldn't couldn't just take that on. But I found it interesting to explore. You know, it's like, hmm, you know, no judgment, but okay. Mind, planning, imagining, maybe fear comes up, maybe excitement, uh, don't know mind. So we can just notice that. And uh, the the gift in the practice really is we can come back to, to whatever our anchor is or come back to the body, come back to the breath, come back to sound, come back to just right here. Easefully. Well, then the mind will go off again just come back again. If it's happening more frequently for you, it is not a sign that somehow your your practice is failing. It's just change. And we can stabilize with just coming back again, coming back to this moment. In truth, whatever's happening in this moment, mindfully aware of it, is, is stabilizing. So that said, let's let's just connect with how the body, mind, heart is right now. This may be starting with settling, feeling your body, adjusting your posture if it feels not quite right for you. So you feel support and a sense of alertness. And that balance between alertness and relaxation. And just receiving and connecting with body, breath. Letting your attention rest in what feels most easeful, most settling for you right now. I'd like to offer some uh, additional instructions in the, from the Buddha's teachings 
for your exploration this morning. Um, it's, as I mentioned um, the first in my first talk on uh, mindfulness, that uh, the Buddha gave a long and foundational discourse uh, on the four foundations of mindfulness. The first, as I said, is mindfulness of the body. And the second is mindfulness of feeling. And one thing that's really interesting what the Buddha said about if we practice diligently, just with one of these foundations, ardently, diligently, the mind can become awake. Mind, heart can become liberated. So that's pretty compelling. Uh, but to keep it simple, we'll just stay with uh, what, these, what the invitation of these instructions are. So mindfulness of feeling. In Buddhist psychology, feeling is actually uh, three different things. It's, it's different than how we describe feelings and emotions. So feelings are either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. It's also translated as neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And with every moment of experience, there's arising, there's co-arising of one of those, either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So as the mind gets steadier and more settled, we can begin to notice when pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral is present. I find this a very interesting practice. And what it offers us in practice is really a doorway to not getting caught in the firestorms not getting lost in the tsunami of thoughts, emotions. Again, not to say that there's anything wrong with our thoughts or emotions, but probably we've all experienced that uh, unpleasantness of being carried away. And oftentimes when when mindfulness comes in and we wake up, it feels like we're waking up out of a dream actually. And we come back to the present moment and realize, oh, that was a, you know, that was thinking and, and the mind was believing all the thoughts. And then you come and wake up and it's here it is, right here, right now. So the doorway to uh, anchoring, one of the doorways to anchoring in the present moment is to just bring the mindfulness to noticing when pleasant unpleasant, or neutral, is present. So pleasant, for example, might be mm, your body is feeling relaxed or not in distress, absence of pain, maybe even for a few moments, and that feels pleasant. We can just notice, make a gentle mental note, pleasant. Or there's a thought of someone you're looking forward to seeing. So we might notice, yeah, there's a thought there, we can notice pleasant. Or maybe the thought, particularly if this has felt challenging, it might be the thought, wow, this is the last day. Pleasant. (laughs) 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 Or it could be this is the last day, unpleasant. It might be, wow, I'm just, just, just getting started. Really would like to stay longer, practice more be on retreat for a little longer. So we might just notice just what that feels like in the body. 
helpful to actually keep it that simple, even though life is complicated. It's like, oh, pleasant, unpleasant. And neutral, it's just the absence of. There's not a grasping towards or a a, a, mm, repelling from. And generally, in pleasant, unpleasant, you'll feel that. You'll feel a little bit of like moving towards with the unpleasant, a little bit of moving back, or maybe a lot of it. When it kind of goes into that realm of it's really a lot and it feels like it's got a burn to it, that's really when it's in a mind state. That's when we can bring the notation, oh, this is, this is craving. This is, this, is, this is that, you know, desire, craving. Don't use the word desire if it's triggering. Find a word that has that meaning for you. Oh, this is craving. No, or aversion. So it might start out as unpleasant, but then it builds, and there's a story building, and it's building and building. And then you notice, like, when somebody coughs, you know, that's, there's a, a, you know, not liking that. And everywhere the mind goes, it's just not liking. It, there's no break from it. Then you can just make a gentle note, aversion. This is, this is a mind state. Aversion is happening. Or as, a, um, as I was speaking briefly about last night, if there's a lot of tiredness, I just don't oh, know, just sleepiness, tiredness, low energy, a little mental note. So, so we're not getting caught in the commentary, the doing part of it. I'm this, I'm that, the identification. It's just energy moving and changing in the mind and heart. That's what's happening all the time. So we just bring that mindfulness to it. And the noting helps us from being taken away with it, lost. So let's just say, you know, 20 minutes of your sitting is thinking about home or a story, past, present. That's just what's happening. There's no reason to judge it. When the mind wakes up, it wakes up. It's not, it's based on causes and conditions. Sometimes the mind will go to, well, well, I should have, or if I only did this. It's like, that's so extra. You know, it's just, this is what's happening. You know, so it's not to judge it, it's just to notice it. Oh, and then if you want, you can just check in, like, oh, in that thought storm, you know, it was, you know, going underneath it. It's like, hmm, sadness or longing or irritability, you know, where we're just making that note because it's, it's allowing for our human condition. It's really meeting what is rather than getting caught in the delusion of having control over our experience. And this is what settles the mind and heart. And this is what opens the door of liberation. So letting that just drop Keeping it simple. Be curious. It's an invitation to notice. It's just that simple. If you find yourself struggling with, well, was that, was that pleasant or was that unpleasant? Was that neutral? I'm not too sure. And you, you kind of get stressed about it. I would just back up. You know, it's fine. It's even fine if we just don't know. Just 
Go back to your breath. Go back to your body. There'll be plenty of opportunities. And we don't always know. We're not always aware. But when, when it's there, we can strengthen the mindfulness by just making a gentle note. Hmm. The absence of pleasant, unpleasant, just non-preference in this moment. Settling into the support of your cushion, bench, or chair, your breath, body, and just gently opening to this moment.
If you feel like there's a, a kind of a strong doing energy in the mind, you know, sometimes with a new instruction, like we really want to get it, so we ply ourselves and you start to notice this kind of, you know, almost like you're attacking each experience with, is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? You know, if that's happening for you, uh, just just check in with your body. Chances are you'll you'll feel that energy in the body, that trying, that striving, and you know, just might want to take some time to just relax in the body and actually back up a bit, settle in your body, soften. Just just let it go, actually, and see what happens. On the other hand, if you feel kind of dull or a little backed away or a little checked out, you can just invite yourself to come in a little closer. You know, not harshly, but clearly. One way to do that body-wise is just to shift in the posture so the energy moves you know, into more alertness. It's balance. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just let it go.
an invitation if you'd like for these last minutes of the sitting, if you'd like to shift into doing loving-kindness practice for yourself or benefactor, a neutral person, dear friend, whatever comes to you, feel free to shift into that, to close your sitting. Another five or six minutes. And if that's not an inclination, no worries, just staying with what where you are.
May the fruits of our practice be of benefit to ourselves and to all beings. And may all beings dwell in wisdom and loving kindness. Thank you for your practice, everyone. Just a few announcements for today. Um, So as you've probably noticed on the bulletin board, there's um, later in the day there's going to be um, a manager's talk. And uh, even if you've been here on retreat before, we ask that everybody come to the hall at 345. That's the one change for today. Other than that, we're, we're still in our retreat, still practicing together. Um, we will have some uh, sign-ups for individual uh, meetings. So here, here's the caveat. If, if you've, you've had a meeting already, we ask you to please refrain um, so that another could have the opportunity. Um, you know, it might require some just... Reflection um, is this, you know, with this, you know, it may be beneficial for all of us to have a, a meeting, and that's, you know, that's not going to happen. So we just take a moment to reflect in ourselves, and it's like, okay, is this um, something that feels right to do? And and um, there'll be an opportunity for those signups uh, on the bulletin board soon. Um, so this morning it'll go up. Um, there will be uh, tonight's evening Dharma talk will be uh, based on question and answers. So here's how that is going to be structured. There'll be a box uh, out on the front, you know, by the bulletin board. And if you have a question you'd like to ask, you can write it on a piece of paper. Please refrain to one question um so it's it's it ends up you know there's like 90 plus of us here so just imagine going through the questions so what that also means is that uh not all the questions will will uh be able to get to but um it's an opportunity to really um you know hear what's what's on your mind and what you'd like to hear more about or what you'd like to have some commentary on um and those questions uh, please, uh, before, by 5.15, the box will be out until then. Mm-hmm. See. Anything else? Anything? Okay. So, um, just a few things to say, uh, again, about this last day. Um, what What has helped me profoundly on the last day of a retreat is to actually stick with the schedule. It's interesting because the inclination is like, okay, you know, I've got to do this or take care of that or I'll think I'll, you know, back up or, um, you know, get ready to go home. And maybe that is what you need to do and that's fine. For me, it's actually the, the container of the form has been so helpful on a last day, because oftentimes our, our minds and hearts do rev up more, and it can be um, it can be unsettling. Uh, so you know, just to stay with the form doesn't mean you know that you know as you all know by now. Hopefully, you can't guarantee what's going to arise for you in the sitting and the walking, but just staying with that continuity. You know, it's like sitting. Okay, now just being with shifting, standing moving, going to the walking, you know, to really keep it simple and stay with the form can be enormously supportive. So just an invitation to, to um, engage in that way today. And it's also, quite frankly, it's also very supportive for the, the whole community. Because you can feel it when, 
people are kind of out, you know? You can kind of feel it. So it's also, it's not just for our onesie, you know? It's, it's, for, it's for our community. And, and, you know, as Winnie was saying, it's, it's so precious, this opportunity to be in community like this. You know, it's not the only way to be in community, and thank goodness it's not the only way to be in community, but it's a precious opportunity. So, so you know, invite yourself in fully today into the practice. Um, it, it will continue to bear fruit. Mm. So that's just my, our wish for you, that um, you can continue and feel the support of that and the momentum of that. So that said, um, we have time for a few uh, questions or comments in terms of specifically in terms of the instructions this morning. Like, you know, either a question about it or um, what did you notice in practicing in that way if you, if you practice with the uh, uh, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. So a question or comment. Or anyone who hasn't asked to question or comment before would like to please I had trouble uh, deciding whether a a thought was neutral pleasant anger can feel really good in the body Mm -hmm. so I think oh that feels really good it feels Mm -hmm. righteous and powerful but it's not a good thought but it feels good Mm -hmm. so then I started adding a layer of thought on top top of that or was that thought good yeah, I'm going like that because it's it's inevitable what you're bringing up. Did everyone hear the comment? Okay, so they're saying just um, you, you know noticing, trying to decide like something you know struggling with is it pleasant or unpleasant or neutral? Not sure. Um, experiencing anger and then realizing well, that was, that was kind of pleasant too. Is that accurate? Yeah. And and so is there a question in there, or do you want me to just comment on it? Or? Well, I guess the question is, like, what is the definition, I mean, of pleasant or unpleasant? I guess, like, the analytical part of me wants to, like, break it down to, like, some formula. Because, like, <laughs> you know, when I meditate, I notice that unpleasant feelings actually feel good, good in the body. They don't feel good afterwards, but, like, anger feels really good yeah. in my body. Yeah. You know, um, so it's this righteous kind of, like, feeling. Um, so that feels pleasant yeah. at that moment, but it's not a pleasant um, afterwards. I don't feel pleasant. So it's not anger might be pleasant in the moment, but afterwards it's not pleasant. I would just stick with the moment because it's probably what's happening is it, it is moving into mind analyzing, which our minds do that, as you were saying. And, and um, if, if there's if there's anger happening and there's a sense of pleasantness, just just noticing pleasant. No, and, and not trying to kind of figure it out. You know, it doesn't... I mean, what is pleasant is, is so subjective, really. So we're really just noticing with every... I mean, back to saying again, with every arising of moment of consciousness, a pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral will, will arise. And if we do spend a lot of time, like, let me try to figure it out... It's exactly what you're saying. Then it's like, oh, is that thought pleasant? Or you know, you kind of, it just can spin out. For me, what I've done is just drop it, go back to breath, body, and there'll be another opportunity. It's just to bear, bring attention to because often what happens is when we don't notice, that's when we're off and running. It's kind of like that small example I gave about um, you know being in the car. You know, it's just it, it's just the difference between being caught in, in for, for me, what, how I would experience it, being caught in reactivity and upset is just actually noticing the feeling and just naming it, you know. Really great point, you know. It's, it's like our minds might judge it as it should be unpleasant, but just to be with the direct experience. Is that helpful? It is. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yes? I found it easier to notice unpleasant, um, and uh, I could also notice pleasant if I had to kind of direct my attention, almost like a gratitude exercise, seeking 
and then it became visible. Um, and then with the neutral, it was almost like background. I, I really had to look for it because it was nothing or not noteworthy. So I was noting the exactly. not noteworthy. Yes. Um, so I was wondering if you um, just could comment on that, um, whether it's maybe wise in the practice to, to actually look for the pleasant. Um, mm, mm, interesting question. So what they were saying is, I notice unpleasant more easily. Is that accurate? Notice unpleasant more easily little harder to notice pleasant unless I'm looking unless I'm looking for it like in some ways like a directed practice or in terms of grad the gratitude practice um, and then there was a comment on um, neutral that it's oh, it's just hard to notice neutral uh, which is absolutely true so we usually tend to check out with neutral it's like I don't know how any of you experienced um, did you do you did neutral category Bruni Yesterday, yeah. So when you work with a neutral person, uh, it's just, you know, with the loving-kindness practice, it's really interesting. You know, because we tend to just, when you think about just walking on the street, we, you know, we're so often in ourselves, we tend just to not notice people. So it can be a very opening, widening kind of practice. So that's neutral person with loving-kindness. Neutral in our experience, same thing tends to happen. We just tend to not notice it. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. You just, you notice it when you notice it. And what you're noticing is, it's hard to notice. (laughs) Um, Which is mindfulness. You know, there's a strength of mindfulness in that, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking about that this week. I was talking a lot about um, working with the difficult and not so much about working with pleasant. And then Winnie gave her talk on gratitude and... uh, as I said last night, you know, one of my teachers really emphasizes um, gladdening the heart or resting in the pleasant. For exactly, I think, for exactly what you're saying is we, we, tend, to, we tend to miss it. Or sometimes what happens with pleasant is like, oh, you know, don't attach to it, you know, or it's going to go away. Or at least in this world of Buddhist practice, that I, you often hear people say that. And so it's actually a beautiful practice to, you know, calmly, gently open to when you do notice it. And it could be really simple, like uh, it could be even the sense of temperature if it feels pleasant or, uh, you know, bird sound um, or, you know, or just like if a thought about another that, you know, you love or just, just even the sense of sometimes feeling a sense of calm Sometimes people will say, well, nothing's happening in, in my practice. Other people are dealing with, you know, all these big things and nothing's happening. Like, well, well, maybe there's calm. You know, we, th- we think, you know, what's, what's the measure of a good retreat is you have these, you know, ups and downs. And, and you actually talk to someone with those ups and downs and you're like, no. <laughs> Give me some of that calm. <laughs> So um, inclining the mind, and, and so and, and actually maybe what happened with your practice, there was a there was an inclining the mind towards gratitude, and that's what gets creative about practice. It's you know so then you can dwell in that. It's it's directive, you know that's fine, mm-hmm. and we just notice oh that's where the mind is going. You know the, there was interest in wanting to feel. What is pleasant? And so this wisdom of mind said, well, I, you know, I can go to gratitude, get some, some, you know, some sense of pleasant in that. I mean, was it pleasant for you? Actually, I shouldn't presume that. But, yeah, yeah I would imagine it would be. I also noticed that if once I noted something unpleasant, it started to become neutral. Wow. Do you all hear that? Once I noticed something unpleasant, it started to become neutral. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's really what you're talking about is equanimity. So the, the, this is this is the flowering and the fruit of practice. That you know, it's kind of like we slog along, and then you know, equanimity is born because we realize that capacity when you can be with something that's difficult. It it eventually it does shift, and you know, you're saying it shifts into that sense of neutral. Mm, thank you. Okay, time to drop into the form again.
May you have a beautiful day today. And whatever happens, just, you know, really bringing tenderness to yourself. Like, it's a, it's a you know, it's a lot to do this. So, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.